pre-recorded episode second one in a row but ellie what i would say about that is from next friday which is the 19th of october we can guarantee nine live broadcasts <gasps> over a period of three weeks as part of our friendship festival we spoke about it last week so i won't go on about it but i would like to say that we've got a little change to schedule uh drew and donna uh something has happened to them and instead, we're really pleased to present uh, Paris and Steffi. Uh, Paris Lees, who's the editor of Meta Magazine, and her friend Steffi will be coming up to do a really exciting show for Friendship Festival instead. And they're from Notts, which is quite exciting. Oh, shout out to Nottingham. Yeah, I meet so many people from Nottingham. It's a good city. I live with a lady who um, spent some formative years in Nottingham. That's true. Uh, so anyway, back to today, which is Friday the 12th of October, or if we we're going to be slightly more honest, it's like Sunday the, the uh, yeah, some seventh. kind of mad early time, Sunday the 7th. Okay, on with the show. Uh, Ellie, today I chose the theme and it's expenses. Mm. And um, I've chosen it for a variety of reasons, which I'll introduce and then maybe I could just get some feedback from you. That'd be cool. good. Uh, so... I thought it was quite strange that we never really did a show that was just directly about money. It's cropped up before, you know, like we've talked about it, but there's never been one dedicated to it. Even though I actually think that, like, finance Mm. does play quite a central role in our relationship. I think there's lots of things about money in our relationship. Yeah. And I think also we've got quite almost opposite attitudes towards finances, which I think is quite interesting. Uh... And also, I chose expenses because I thought it was a bit more open. We didn't necessarily have to talk about money. And I was thinking about how really a lot of this year for me has been about learning the emotional expense of uh, certain ways of working before in my past. And um, yeah, so those those are my two real reasons. Well, you did. when did you suggest it? Yesterday? Uh, maybe the day before, maybe Friday. Well, Friday was a bit of a sore topic for me in terms of expenses. Because, well, I was in London at the Tate doing my installation, which is yeah, also about finances, obviously, the redistribution of wealth. We've not really caught up, have we, Oliver? No. I feel like I've been a bit of an asshole all weekend. Oh, perhaps we should give some context. Uh, I've been at home all weekend, and Ellie has just walked through the door back from London so we haven't really had a chat still got my hat on still got your hat on I know so I went out and this okay we were installing this work we couldn't get into the gallery until four and it started at six so we had two hours right and to to, ins- to do the whole thing we'd done a sort of test run the previous night but without the stages oh my God. and at ten past six we still couldn't get the projectors to do what they were meant to do, and then somehow managed to do it. Then, s- like as soon as that happened, people started coming in. 
It got busy, 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 really busy. And all I did all night was just like crazily try to take photographs because I knew at 10 o'clock it was all going to come down again. Oh my God, did you have to just take it down straight away at 10 o'clock? Yeah, bam, straight down again. I know, it was really, 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 really like blink and you'd miss it. So after all of that, like couldn't really digest what had happened because I'd done this installation in the tape, but it had just been so fly by night. It was like a bloody dream. And it was also quite weird because it's like late at Tate. I worked out because I've been feeling quite depressed all weekend and mm-hmm. I was trying to analyse why. It's a few reasons. Mm-hmm. One is terrible hangover, which yeah. never really makes you uh, feel that great. The other is anti, obviously anti-climax of having worked on something since mm. July and then for it all to be over in three hours. And the third reason I came up with, right, if you think about cognitive behavioural therapy, what's actually making me depressed, it's like when I go into that context of the Tate, okay, Mm -hmm. you'd think that'd be a really exciting thing, but it's like going in at the very, 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 very bottom of a ladder, again, like you are the lowest of the low Mm. of the artists that they're ever going to work with. And it, it was sort of symbolised by me trundling up to the tape <laughs> with, on Wednesday. With the trolley. With the trolley, <laughs> with the computer on it, because I borrowed a computer from Dundee to run the installation on, which I then had to wheel all the way to London and into the tape. So, and it had Alberta's like, dirty big shopping bag. You know that big shopping bag? Yeah. It's like a bag lady bag, basically, <laughs> isn't it? So I had a bag lady bag on a trolley, like trundling into the tape. And I think that that's what it is. It's like, uh, not that I'm at the top of the ladder anywhere, but I suppose the other things that get involved in, it's more... I don't know. I don't Uh, know. I don't don't want you to have to put it in words. I think it could be painful. (laughs) I I know exactly what you... I don't don't know from experience, but I I can understand exactly what that feeling is. But, of course, what happened was we went to the after party, which Ola had put on, and in a pub, in a function room. It was really nice. And I bought a bottle of wine. Wow. And... That was, uh, my mum gave me some money, so oh I don't want to nice. feel like I shout my friends to drinks because it was my mum's money. But I bought a bottle of wine, I was hanging out with Hunt and Darn because I'm a really big Hunt and Darn fan. And then I just got more and more drunk and then there's about five people left at the end. And there's all his big sisters from Northern Ireland, she's completely crazy. And she lined up all these shots all on the bar. Wow. Jaeger bombs or something. Anyway, I had that shot. It was about two o'clock in the morning. And then I don't remember anything apart from waking up on a night bus in the middle of nowhere uh. and then having to walk for about like 40 minutes in the rain to get back to my mum and dad's house and then getting back and the chain was on. Crap. Couldn't get in the door. It's like being 16 again. And the... Uh, so I thought, I'll, I'll ring them. Like, I don't, have, don't know what else to do. Lost my bloody phone on the fucking night bus. So then I had to spend like all day sat, sat down on the phone to bloody orange, go in the orange shop. I spent about another 70 quid on phones uh. because of my own stupidity. Yeah, but Ellie, I, th- I don't think you can worry about it too much because it's like every single time you go out and drink, you basically do that. So I just <laughs> think by now 
you should just because it is like it's quite amazing really your consistency with like really you know going for it so i just think accept it in that situation like maybe just embrace it maybe get a phone necklace next I time i should budget for it shouldn't i yeah if you're talking about expenses i should just budget for a new phone every week or just a chain around your neck like a necklace with a phone or actually there used to be a girl in my school who used to wear her mobile phone in a like a leather phone pouch on her belt so she looked like a security guard and everyone used to take the piss out oh, of her um i could do that i think it'd be quite a good look for me maybe i should oliver it does look quite practical it's quite butch. Well, my dad said to me today, you must get a bag to put your things in. As though this was like a bum a, bag. Just a revolutionary idea. But maybe it was a bum bag because Becky had a bum bag. Did she? Yeah, when I went out with Becky and Bernard, we <laughs> had their matching bum bags. Oh. <laughs> they were so funny. Oh, lovely. Oh. Um, so, yes, money, Ellie. But the thing is, what is nice for you, in a way, is that you lost your phone, but at least you can spend that £70. That is nice. I know, but I earned my first salary, like, last month I've ever had. First salary. And, like, it was born that much more than yours. It was only, like, £1,100. Well, that's double mine. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) That's, like, exactly double mine. You are so insane. <laughs> I am a lecturer in art and media at Duncan and Jordan's on College of Art and Design. It's a very responsible position. Well, I know, I know. I know. But um, it's all nearly all bloody gone now. What with well. train ticket to London, mobile phone. Uh, you had to pay your own train ticket to London? Oyster card. Tate are going to give me 500 quid. Oh, all right then. I got an invoice for it. Come on. And, uh, you know, that'll take a month because they like to take the piss, these organisations, with freelance mm. artists. But, yeah, it is, it's been quite an expensive experience, really. And I just thought, what was, what was the bloody point? But I think it always is, you know, whenever you go away, you always think, oh, well, because when I went to Liverpool last month, I was like, I really can't spend that much money. I really can't spend that much money. But then, one, I mean, for me, it's like once I'm kind of... I spent so much money on materials and then didn't even use some of them. But just because when I'm in the shop, I always just think like, oh my God, I should definitely get... Like I bought like maybe 10 metres of fabric that I just cut up into loads of pieces and then realised I hated it. And so I just couldn't use it. It's such a massive waste. Oh, anyway, it was fine. And I just ended up throwing it in the bin, like 10 metres of fabric. Because I just had not I didn't know. I couldn't carry it back from Liverpool, could I? So I just had to throw it in the bin. There's nothing that could be done with it. You could have recycled it. Could have recycled it. Sorry. In a fabric recycling station. I'm disgusted. Well, that's one of the, <laughs> one, that's one of the big differences between our attitudes at expense as well. As well as being a completely frivolous idiot that just loses mobile phones left, right and centre. <laughs> I am actually quite good at getting good value out of things. Yeah, you and, are. and using them to the max. Because that little baby, that little phone I had. I was just calling it my baby because it's gone now. <sighs> I maxed it out. with It was shit little Nokia. And I was on the internet on it. I was connecting my laptop to the internet with it. Like Facebook. It's gone. T- two sim <laughs> It's gone. Because you're negligent. Bad mother. <laughs> I'm a really bad mother. Thank God it was a phone and not a baby. 
But we should play a song, Oliver. Okay, well, let's play a song. Do you want to play yours or should I play mine? Well, mine's really long. Yours is so long. Let's play it at the end. Yeah, let's play it at the end. Okay, then, cool. Well, this is... I'm going to play a song by a gentleman called Dan Bull. Okay. Uh, he's from the Midlands, which I really oh. like. I feel a kindred spirit. And... Uh, He's could be quite attractive. I can't really tell from photos. Anyway, this is a song. It's actually about kind of when having money decides your fate a little bit. Or it's, well, it's actually about America and the lack of a national healthcare system. Um, so, yeah, it's called America. Sounds brilliant. America, America, here's to your Why is the country that's the most wealthy also amongst the most unhealthy? There's probably a lot of theories out there, but mine's got to be the lack of national healthcare. A category of welfare that happens to be welfare, whether there's wealth there or whether it's elsewhere. Now you can probably tell where this is going from my accent, or you're thinking, why is this British guy rapping? I like America, the music, the people, that's why I want to see improvements for each of them. There's problems here too, Britain's got its fair share I'm sure you know about our questionable dental care But there's one thing that stands better than the rest And that's the NHS, yes Where nobody faces rejection Just because to treat them would be a dangerous investment Where what the doctor prescribes is what you're given Instead of having to wait for your insurer's decision Where prescriptions are a reasonable price If you need some it lifelong, you can even subscribe Where if you're old or young, unemployed Then it's free and the price tag becomes null and void Where you can go home without paying one penny Where you still got the option of a private company It's unbelievable the stuff they've done for me before Months in hospital and I've not paid a fee at all America America Here's to your health America Firms of about saving dimes before they'll even think about saving lives. So say goodbye to your treatment if there's even a minor loophole in your legal agreement. Is your system victim free? There's 50 million Americans who evidently disagree. 50 million without health insurance that could die just because they couldn't afford it. You don't have to pay to have a fire extinguished and you have the police, not private militias. So why should this difference apply to the systems providing for victims requiring assistance? Nothing should be held higher than citizens. Putting wealth over health, I am sick of it. Insurance firms are commercial businesses. They're not concerned what your physical fitness is. They're only interested in what the interest is. Over here, we have a different incentive. A lot of you are incensed at this, and I don't intend to be insensitive. But listen, the several myths about the terrible British medical system that are better dismissed. Quick one, you can't choose who your doctor is. Not true. There's a long list of doctors I've gone to, too. One of the most stupid lies is that old people are euthanized when they're due to die. Not true. If there was institutionalized granny killing, don't you think there'd be a public outcry? You don't have to use the NHS anyway. There's still plenty of private firms if you want to pay, but the proof's in the pudding. Come to Britain for a bit. I bet you can't find anyone who will get rid of it. America. America. Here's to your
what you are listening to now. Hello. That was a song called America by someone called... Dumble. Dumble. I did like it. I need to listen to the lyrics again, but I like the message. Mm-hmm. The general message that we should value our NHS service. Yeah, very much so. Although... Um, we do in Scotland. It's just down in England they don't bother. Oh, yeah, cool. Do you know, I got some medication this week mm-hmm. and I didn't have to pay anything for it. That's because prescriptions are free in Scotland. Oliver. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was stealing it. I didn't know what was happening. It felt really weird. I was waiting for the woman to call me back and then I just got through the door. Oh, my God. I was out. Dare I ask what it is? Probably not live on air. No. Oh, my God. I hope it's not anything too terrible. No, it's not. Um. <laughs> okay, let's not talk about <laughs> it. But when you suggested the film, uh, the theme, expenses, mm-hmm. as well as, um, well, not knowing that I was going to lose my phone that evening and have quite an expensive weekend as a result, it made me think more, in, I guess, in terms of expenses, I think about it in relation to my tax return. And therefore, expenses taken quite a positive um, thing in my mind because mm. for a self-employed person, if you track your expenses as, you, as I do and as you do meticulously and add up every single possible cost relating to your work as mm-hmm. an artist, then all of that money gets deducted from your income and then you only potentially have to pay tax on what remains. So what I find generally when I do my tax return is I don't have to pay any tax at all because I haven't earned enough ones to take away all of the expenses. Uh, but I wonder if that's... <laughs> I mean, that's very nice. Not for their National Health Service. I it's not well, really nice. it's just <laughs> like... I don't know. Like It's just like, oh... I mean, wouldn't you rather... I've made so much money that you just couldn't get away with it and you actually had to pay tax. Well, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, because I was thinking about getting a proper job. Well, obviously, I've got a proper job now, but the contract ends on the 14th of December. And the potential of getting a job where I could be a lecturer on a permanent basis. And then I was thinking that actually, now I've got my job, I value my freedom so much that I can't really contemplate doing that every week forever because I'm already looking forward to January when I can go away Mm. and I don't have to come back because I've come back Sunday night because I'm up at 6.30 to go to Dundee tomorrow. And then obviously I'm back, well, next week's reading week, so I got that off. But the following week, same thing, Monday. And I'm I guess, but I, I think like you should probably value your job that you've got because it could be you could be a lot worse. Yeah, you could be in a lot worse situations. I could be vigilating at the barrel collection. Well, that's all right. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think it's like a terrible. I was thinking more like you could just be doing something where you're really like rushed off your feet all day. I know. I'd, and I mean like physical hard work. I know, but. Because that, I mean, I don't know how anyone would have enough energy to do anything when they come home. I know. At night time. Well, we do live a charmed life. Both of us live a charmed life. But I realise... Touch wood. Yeah, touch wood. That it could be... 
maybe more charmed <laughs> again next next year if i it, you know if i can keep my um expenses very 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 low yeah. learn to live off very low income then the flip side is that is that you've got infinite amount of time to you do have you got want. an infinite amount of time but like sometimes you want to do something that costs money and this is the thing like you talk about keeping low overheads and stuff like that but i think right i, I was going to say i really like spending money but then i think yeah but th- the reason i like it is because it gives me a certain feeling and like it's probably not good that the feeling it gives me is something that is like based on or comes from spending money like it should come from something else yeah uh, but simultaneously, I think even even I think everybody needs to <laughs> buy things. Like buying things is a nice thing to do sometimes, and to have the option is important. To like not have the option at all, I think, can be quite depressing. Yeah, but I think that you could buy things if you're more sensible with your day-to-day expenses. Well, yeah, I mean, I do buy things, but I don't buy, like, ever, everything that I'd like to buy. Like, I'd, I really need to get some new shoes. <laughs> you've got new, you've got brand new shoes. I know, but shoes. I need some boots as well. Oh, this sounds frivolous, doesn't it? But I do, because my actual boots have got a hole in now, and I'm going to need boots as the, the winter comes. And I want a gold ring, which I know does sound frivolous, but I just like one gold ring. That sounds really... <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> but that might be something at a later date. It might yeah. be something for the Christmas list, I, I was thinking. I think the boots could definitely be something that Sue would like to invest in. In fact, my mum is getting me a pair of boots I know, for Christmas. Well, yeah, but I would prefer that Sue invested in a gold ring for Christmas because I'm going to wear a gold ring forever, right? Whereas I won't wear boots forever. Yeah, I There are some situations in which gold ring outweighs boots. Boots are more basic, but this is the thing. I don't want to just have to like say, "Oh, well, I definitely need that, so I should definitely buy that." Because sometimes I want to buy things that I don't need. Not all the time, mm, but I think there's a pleasure that can come from that. Not having to make every single purchase a calculated gesture. Well, maybe I don't know. Just spending like think about everyone spends money. Sh- everyone spends time on Saturdays, or a lot of people just you know pottering around a market or something like that. Nice to buy stuff if you want it. Yeah, but this is the problem with consumer society, Oliver. No, but I'm not talking about like every single Saturday and Sunday just going out shopping, going out shopping. But sometimes you might see something and you think that's really special. But I don't think it's as black and white as saying, right, well, in that case, then we should only buy exactly what we need. Because sometimes there is pleasure in just buying some things that you think, I mean, yeah, you're investing happiness in something that's an object. Well, that is a big problem. I think that w- the Ellie and Oliver show should should be undermining that. No, kind I think of the Ellie and Oliver show should provide both sides of the story. Because I watched a Jimmy Savile documentary yesterday. Oh God! And uh, it really annoyed me. Is that why you want a gold ring? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I was saying to a couple of people today that actually, when Jimmy Savile was younger, I do find him quite sexy, which that is, is so disgusting. No, but ah. Uh, but no, my problem yesterday was that it just really presented one side of the story and it used loads of annoying journalism words like Savile's warped world. Now, if you're a proper journalist, right, you could just say Savile's world. It just made me feel irritated. Yeah, I mean... But it and, it, and then so that's why I don't want the Ellen Oliver show to just be about presenting one side of the story, like the terrible world of capitalism or consumerist culture. Because there are... I don't know. I mean, it's definitely in me. 
I like the pleasure but of buying it, something. Have you not watched Century of the Self? The reason it's in yeah. you is because the marketeers know that they can tap into your unconscious desires by yeah, making but some, you yeah, believe. Yeah, but sometimes actually rather than rationalising everything in that way, like sometimes you can, ju- if it's in you, mm-hmm. you could just occasionally give in to that. And it wouldn't be like a terrible thing. You've got to occasionally indulge yourself. I do occasionally indulge myself. Today I bought a new mobile phone and last month I bought... I know, and that's an effect of a cause of a, another indulgence. I know, and last month I bought a £220 pair of roller skates. And then quit roller derby. Which I used twice. What are you going to do with them? I don't know. I'm just going to have them on top of my wardrobe so every time I look at them I feel really depressed and guilty. That sounds nice. I think it would be a little bit healthier if you sold them or put them in a charity shop. I'm not putting them in a charity shop. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> on that note... Classic. <laughs> <laughs> I do give things to charity. But I we've run out of time, Oliver. In fact, I do give £10 a charity every month. Isn't it something really frivolous though, like a guerrilla society? The vegan society. Oh, stop the war coalition. That's <laughs> really frivolous, <laughs> isn't right. it? All yeah, right. because those wars are just like really, really, really useful um, investment. I give five pound a month to extra special people at Eastside Projects in Birmingham. Do you, Oliver? Yeah, just as a member, though, it's not really a charity deal. But well, it does come out every month, and I always think, oh, my God, I really should think about whether I can afford that. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. But it is good. It's supporting grassroots I like the logo. And Birmingham is pretty cool. I didn't want this whole episode to pass without mentioning the expenses scandal of last year with the MPs. Okay, mention it. Well, you know all about it, the expenses scandal. I don't know an awful lot about it. I know the name Bob Diamond, but I think he no, might no. be unrelated in this he situation. Was the, he was the head of Barclays. No, it was all of the MPs. Basically, what happens if you're an MP is you get a salary and then you get your expenses on top of it. I mean, we get this as artists as mm. often as well. You get your fee and you get travel expenses. My favourite thing to do <laughs> is if I'm going to a specific city to do two projects... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's to should double you give this away? To double claim on the travel expenses Whoa. from both of the it's organizations. Quite brave of you to say that. I know, but artists have got to milk these opportunities. Right. Well, I hope you don't end up in prison by next week. But the we problem need you is, for a friendship Oliver, festival. if you've got in the mindset like that, which is, let's just the face it, the criminal mindset, immoral. Oh, well, yeah. That this is the mindset that the um, MPs got. And even they were getting like their 80 grand salaries or whatever, they were just thinking, I'll just milk it a little bit more. I'll just put my mortgage in my second home down as an expense. I'll just put my <laughs> like flat screen uh. TV like down as a legitimate expense. I'll just, and my fav- the favourite one was something like, the duck, this duck pond. Uh, that it was a moat around a duck house or something. Did you not hear about that? <laughs> no, some that's Tory, amazing. some fucking toff got built and then claimed it as a parliamentary expense. But this way it was a scandal. But it makes me think maybe it's in all of us. Of course it is. I was talking to someone at work today and he he was talking about greed because mm. he said actually that. A really long time ago, he was at a cash point and the guy in front of him walked off and he heard this beeping. And when he looked, this guy had left £150 sticking out of the machine. And he tried to call after this guy, but this guy didn't hear him. He'd already got really far away, apparently. So he kept that £150 because he was quite poor at the time. Yeah. And then last week, he said that he left a tenner in a machine 
And someone handed that in and he was really like humbled by it. He thought it was a really beautiful thing to do, but then he felt really, yeah. really worse about th- that 150. Well, I was just listening to the Sensibilities episode of the Ellie and Oliver show. Oh, yeah, <laughs> your favourite radio show. Yeah, and at the end, we were reminiscing about the nice woman. He gave me a tenner in the street because I was so mm. drunk and I was collapsed on the floor. And I had no other way of getting home, s- supposedly, covered in sick or what have you. Anyway, we've run out of time, Oliver. On that <laughs> note, shall we go into our fi- grand finale? Let's go into this. It's rather grand finale, oh, isn't right, it? you better jangling. introduce it. The jingle jangling. Well, maybe we could just put it on. Oh, no, I can't talk over it, can I? We'll have to do that in post-production. So, Jingle Jangle, um, this is one of my favourite bands. <laughs> actually it's not really (laughs) but i just thought uh play a bit of a obvious song with the word money in the title so here we go pink floyd